And it's that time again on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the coalface with Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Sakina. Now, here's an interesting story. The spotlight, it has said, has finally been shone on the secret stocks that have been befuddling our platinum price. Do tell. You know, five months of strike and we saw the price fall and people were wondering exactly what is the supply position with platinum. And of course, since the 2000 and eight global financial cri- crisis, people have been hoarding on-surface stocks, and these were released at that time. So in order to get a handle on the market, people have to know what stocks are on-surface and whether they're going to be released. And this is now uh, being done by the, the new World Platinum Investment Council. This is a, a new body that was uh, brought into being last month, heavily South African-orientated, six platinum mining companies on that and they are looking at what they call these confidentially held vaulted stocks and they're putting a figure on that so people can start seeing exactly what the position is with platinum and how it's going to affect price. And the good news is that since uh, 2012 these confidentially held secret stocks have been declining but they're still at a high level you know of about 2.5 million ounces. So even when the publicly announced stocks uh, reveal an, a deficit, that deficit in supply becomes academic because these people can at any stage put this platinum onto the market. So I think there's going to be a reluctance of, of investors to come forward. We even see now that the investment in platinum has fallen you know, in 2014, not as high as 2013, because I think people suddenly realize, hey, there can be a strike, but these secret stocks can be put onto the market and it can actually bring the price down. So we're getting a much better handle on the stock position of platinum, which is so vital to us because it affects the price. Yep. And uh, gold and platinum mine workers, uh, their numbers are expected to fall 8% a year in the next two years. And and this is the word from Teba Limited. Teba Limited is the biggest recruiter of mine workers, a long-standing recruiter, and it says there uh, is just no demand. They're going to do no recruiting for the whole year and probably the next uh, 18 months. And they say that the numbers in gold mining and platinum mining are going to fall 8% a year over the next two years, and they think into the future. And they believe that uh, it will be catered for with natural attrition as people reach retirement age and uh, or can be put on early pension because mine owners are complaining that there's a surplus of workers at the moment and they, they're having to deal with this. But they also report a complete change in the demo, demographics, you know, of, of the, the mine worker business and saying that, you know, in 2003, 60% of people who worked in those mine, those mine workers used to come from foreign countries. Now, this is completely reversed and now less than 30% come from foreign countries because the new laws won't allow recruitment of novices from foreign countries. You can only employ skilled people from foreign countries, which means you can't actually recruit people who haven't had any experience in mining and which has resulted in a fall from foreign countries. And then we also used to have a lot of recruitment from provinces that are distant. And mm. Teba was best known for distant recu- recruiting, you know, from the provinces of KwaZulu-Natal and particularly the Eastern Cape. A lot of people. That is also reversing, according to Teba. They're now doing a lot of their recruiting in what they call host communities. That's the communities that host 
the mines. And of course, this kills two birds with one stone because if you are recruiting now close to the mines, you're getting rid of those legacies of migrant labor mm. which have haunted the industry for so long. And they're saying that uh, this is the new picture in the mining industry. Interesting times. And uh, Martin, I see fears are rising about possible labor unrest in the gold mining industry in 2015. Sounds so ironic, doesn't it? It No low gold price, um, fewer people, 8% fewer a year, natural attrition being uh, declared, uh, owners saying there's a surplus of workers, yet there are fears rising about possible labor unrest in the gold mining industry next year. And it's all around perception of what the gold mining workers see was gained by the platinum mining workers during that five-month strike. Now, if mm. you analyze that five-month strike, I think you know losing five months' worth of wages is one heck of a blow. But the unions are playing a, a game where they are saying, look, the platinum workers are now in a sweeter spot than the gold mining workers. And why are they in the sweeter spot? Because they went on this prolonged strike. And this is fueling an atmosphere where there will be a strike. People are saying you can expect a strike in gold mining next year. So I think we should use this as an early warning where the stakeholders should get out early, which they didn't do with platinum, and make sure that we can quell the strike by taking steps that get rid of these perceptions. For for instance, like do platinum miners really earn more? And so uh, this is important. And we saw the Section 189 notices starting to come out and uh, Harmony Gold this week with a Section mm. 189 and you can see that the, that Kasasu Letu mine won't exist if they don't change their plan and, you know, lower the volumes of gold that they produce and, and, and do so at, at lower cost. And so you've got the surplus of mine workers, yet there is still strong talk. And people will say openly, yes, there's going to be a strike in the gold mining sector in 2015. And I thought of you when we spoke to them because they were raising exactly those issues, did Harmony, about what you were talking about, getting um, the mechanization element going in the mining sector. So, yeah, interesting times ahead. Thank you so much, Sakina. And that was Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. And he'll be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday.